You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. SheFit. We know the fitness industry makes a lot of empty promises. We're done with shortcuts and quick fixes. No woman should be let down or held back, especially by her clothing. It's time to experience the only sports bra that's as strong as you are. Available in the widest range of sizes. Easy on and off, with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the ZABEcast, Aaron Rodgers has officially blown off minicamp. The next big kerfuffle will be, should the pack find him? I've got thoughts. Mr. X is back after a long hiatus. He bought a boat and hasn't told the missus yet. Plus, we talked the Kelly and Vegas saga, MLB's new stick'em controversy, and more. All that plus get vaxxed, then get high. Your uncensored bonus dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Wednesday, June 9, 2021. Thank you for downloading Aaron Charles Rogers, a no-show at Packers mandatory minicamp. This is the last little blurp around the league of sanctioned activity in at least shells and shorts, as they say, with helmets to run around a bit and throw some passes and, hey, we got this new play. It's called uh, X-Scat Cloud Y Tango 2 Y Banana Rocket. Let's run it on two. Break. Okay, nobody touch anybody because it's only June. Nobody tackle anybody, but, ooh, how'd the play look? Oh, I like that play. Hey, reporters, did you get that great catch? Insert rookie wide receiver here. Made on that play? Wow, you should tweet about it incessantly. That's what June brings. None of this shit will translate to the actual live bullets, live grenades product of professional 
tackle football Sundays in America come September. None of it. It's just practice. But we overcover it. We over-obsess about it. And in the case of Aaron Rodgers, we are going to over-discuss what it means that he did not show up. Tom Brady was at camp. Rodgers is not happy. That has been made abundantly clear. The Packers have talked about it. Mark Murphy in his stupid newsletter to the fans needlessly said, this issue has divided the fan base. Well, who fucking cares? I say it's divided the fan base into two segments. One, those who understand the NFL and how it works, and idiots. That's the other camp. Otherwise, there should be no division. Please, Aaron, don't retire. Don't sit out the season. Don't demand a trade. Come back and play football for the Packers. Now, what's it going to take to do that? I don't know. I don't know what his demands are. They're probably too late to meet anyway, given the way that the offseason went and where it is now. Nobody makes changes at this point. Could you fire Goody or move him down the line or move him out of his position? I've already said this would be bad for Rodgers. Don't do it. Impress upon him if he's really hung up on that, and I don't think he is, but that's just my own sort of hopelessly 12 shaded and biased opinion. I don't think he wants to get Goody fired and I don't think they should. It would look bad for Ryder. You don't, you don't whack a civilian, no matter how much you may hate them. No matter how much you may not respect them, no matter how much you may think they screwed up the team by drafting a quarterback and then putting all this fake pressure on you to somehow you know, ooh, is he going to be expendable? We're going to trade him. Uh, is it going to be Jordan Love time? I would not find Aaron Rodgers. Many fans and many listeners to my show and callers and texters said, hell yeah, you should find him. It's the rules. You got to follow the rules. And I say, but why? And the answer from those people goes back to, because it's the rules. And I say, you sure that's your best why? Yeah, it is. What is the, what's the rest of the team going to think? Please. The rest of the team is praying to the football gods this gets resolved and Aaron Charles Rodgers comes back to throw passes, make miracles happen, and be the MVP of the fucking league so they can eat. Because everybody eats when Rodgers is there. If it's Jordan Love time, some might eat. They might eat for a little bit. They might get food poisoning. And if teams go 4-12, and 12, or in this case, 4-13, and 13, I hate having to say that, bad things happen. Coaches get fired. Players get cut. Salaries and contracts that look really good, or they looked acceptable given that, hey, we got a Super Bowl team here, so we'll play. We'll pay defensive player X this much money. Soon as you're suddenly, well, we're not a we're not a Super Bowl contender because Jordan Love's going to take a while longer to come on board and get a, get up to speed here. Guess what? They go, Psh, you're gone. Everybody eats when Rodgers is happy. So I guarantee you, the players don't give a shit that he's not there, and they're not going to give a shit that he's not going to be. If, if he's not fined, they're not going to give a shit about that either. Don't use that, well, that's the rules, and what are the rest of the players going to think? Oh, my God, there's two different standards of treatment. Well, yeah. Welcome to life in the world, the real world. There's double standards in football. There's double standards at your local tire shop with certain employees. There's double standards at Fortune 500 companies. 
deal with it. We'll see what happens next, but this inflection point has come. Rodgers has again made it clear he is not ready to surrender this. I still think in a month and a half, he shows up at proper training camp and is like, what? Oh, man, I was always going to be here. You, you people. You thought I was actually going to sit out the season. Of course I'm not going to do that. I'm still not happy, by the way, but I'm here. Not happy. I'd like to see this organization value the people better. It's all about the people. But yeah. Want to thank today a very kind host out at Caves Valley Golf Club in, is it Owings Mills, Maryland? I'd have to look it up. It is southeast, no, southwest of Baltimore, Maryland. And our host uh, at Caves Valley was Steve Halligan. He owns the IT company called N2 Great. N2 Great. You see them advertise on Capitals games all the time. First year of doing that. His buddy Steve Foley, his college roommate at Loyola of Baltimore, played with us as well. He was funny as hell. Played basketball at Loyola. Uh, Halligan sold me on, well, tried to sell me on pickleball. He was like, I'm telling you. Zabe, you got to give it a chance. Pickleball, pickleball, pickleball. And I told him, I go, it's a sport for old men and women. It's supposed to be slow because you're old and can't run around. Your knees are creaky. Your elbows are sore. You can't play proper tennis. And he said, yeah, but the best pickleballers are like 21-year-olds. And you should see them play. It's amazing. And I go, oh, I know. Even badminton, which was designed to be slow and easy at picnics where you're hammered drunk, and you're like, ah, poom, ah, poom, ee, poom. And you're hitting the birdie, the shuttlecock over and back. That is played at an, at an insanely high level. I said ping pong. Ping pong was designed as a basement game, a miniaturized indoor version of tennis. And guess what? The best ping pong players in the world are are fucking crazy, insane, good at ping pong. It doesn't resemble anything you or your buddy like mine, Alan Abbasi, played in the basement on the mean streets of McLean, Virginia. So pickleball, I'm sure, is played at a super high level, competitive level, by young people, fit people, and I'm sure there's strategy and everything else, but guess what? No. (laughs) Don't care. Not going to play it. Thank you for coming, but I'm glad that Steve... Halligan tried to sell me on it. It was the three Steves and my boy Hatch, who you've heard here on this podcast. Hatch helped put it together. Hatch sells IT services and other tech stuff to the uh, uh, government agencies here in D.C. And we we had a great time. It was hotter than shit, though. And the cicadas. The cicadas at Caves Valley were unreal. They were so loud in certain parts of the amazing, rolling, wooded layout that it sounded like there were alarm sirens going off, like uh, fire alarms in a building or something. It was super high-pitched and warbly. And they were dive-bombing you. Not dive-bombing. They they, these cicadas, they amble into you. They, they fly into you like dum-dums. Nah, what's going on? And they're kind of attracted to you. And so they'll come and they'll cling to your shirt. I had to knock one off of my neck. I was like, Ugh. And um, they were loud as shit. And we had a couple rain delays. It was hot and humid. A typical summer day in the DMV. Uh, But the uh, storms cleared through. Sun came out. 
it went up to immediately 117 degrees humature. We survived that, though, completely soaked. Played the back nine. Yours truly didn't realize until I had made a curling five-foot birdie on the par 5 16th hole. Oh, shit. I'm one under par for the back nine. Ooh, one under par. And then I proceeded to hit a lovely little cut seven downhill into the par 3 17th that stopped a nice, tidy, makeable 14 feet from the hole for birdie. I put a terrible stroke on it, but it got snuggly up to the hole for a tap-in par. Hit a good drive on 18, middle of the fairway, 129 yards to the pin. You know what's coming, right? Double bogey. In the bunker, barely out, bad chip, missed the putt. One over par for the back nine. Son of a bitch. Still, great time. And uh, (laughs) thank you, Steve Halligan. Thank you, Steve Foley. Caves Valley is elite. By the way, they're hosting a tour event this year for the first time ever. They've held a senior open there. They've held a senior tour event there. They've had some college tournaments there as well. But first time ever, they found another 600 yards to jack the layout out to 7,500 yards in the back tees. And they're going to host the BMW in August, the second leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. And it's going to be, I think, spectacular. So good to see them putting up the bleachers already, the grandstands already, the hospitality platforms already. It's June, but they are working away. I wonder what that costs. Bet a lot of money. All right, let's get to me. Oh, you're going to actually talk sports? I wanted to hear more about your golf round. Shut your face. I wanted to thank somebody who did something nice and remind people that I don't totally suck at golf. What tees did you play? The white tees. Is that wrong? Yeah? How far was it? Six and one hundred, yeah. I'm sorry. What what did you say? Sixty one hundred. Oh, it sounded like sixty one hundred yards. You played a pitch and putt. Whoopity doo-dah day. <laughs> no. Sixty one's a little light. I like to still think I can play six thousand seven hundred and fifty yards of a golf course in any conditions and do all right and and nibble at breaking eighty, but eh, I'm afraid with my Increasingly arthritic and unlimber body parts. That just is, those days may have sailed. All right. Time to get to our guy, Mr. X. It has been a long time since talking to the mysterious Mr. X. He is long overdue, but he comes to us tonight from his getaway, his summer getaway in Maine. Good evening, Mr. X. Hello, Zabe. Good to talk to you. It's been a little while. Reports of your death have been greatly exaggerated. You're alive and well and thriving. And do I get to break the news here on the Zabecast about your recent about your recent purchase? Uh, sure. She doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Tell people, first of all, you yeah, are you it. are you are summering in the great state of Maine. What town in Maine? A uh, tiniest of towns uh, called Searsport. 
Searsport, and you have been going to Maine in the summer for how many years now? I have been 55 out of the past 56 years. And I got to attest having a... And I'm only uh, 60. Right. <laughs> I got to attest having a uh, <clears throat> father and mother-in-law who ran a bed and breakfast in Bar Harbor, Maine, that summers in Maine, especially down by the coast, are beautiful. Oh, both days of summer up here are great. <laughs> both days. Has it been cold and, and nasty? By the way, we got a cold snap last weekend that what you had to hard to believe down here in DC. Oh man, I've had I've had a, a I've only been up here about nine days, and uh, I'm opening up everything for my elderly parents. They'll fly up in about another two weeks. It takes a while. The first four days, I froze my butt off, <laughs> sleeping about four feet from the wood stove. Oh my god! And then, like three days later, it's 95, and you know we don't have AC up here. You only need it one day a year. So it has been a crazy week, but it's all right. It's still fun. So this is what Mr. X did. And he oh, asked yeah. me, he asked me, how do you think I should sell this? You <laughs> bought a boat. Yeah. Well, actually, last year when I came up on my own, I bought a cottage that okay. Mrs. X wasn't particularly thrilled about. Okay. Um, she's warmed up a little bit to it. Okay. And, so, so the cottage and, she likes, does she know about the boat yet? Um. Maybe by the time this is aired tomorrow, I'm going to have to make a call when we're done. Last year when I, I called home, because I had my eye on this cottage for decades, and it finally went up for sale because it's adjacent to my parents. Nice. So I called her, and it was in the middle of COVID pandemic last July, and she swamped. And she said, you know I don't want that. Fine, do whatever you think's best. I can't talk now. So I bought it. <laughs> and then okay. I said, she said, wait, what? And I said, you said do what I think's best. I did. I don't ask twice. So, but she's warmed up to it. But yeah, I've been looking for a boat, um, a pontoon boat um, for about a week. And I finally found the perfect one. So I bought it and I, yeah, I got to break it to her. She's going to have to start coming with me or it's just going to be a problem. So a pontoon boat, not a sailboat. Not a picnic boat, which is a different class of boat that is popular amongst the hoi polloi in uh, that part of Maine, but a pontoon boat. Yeah, no, it's just for the lake. And oh, it's uh, not for the ocean. No, no, this is for our lake where 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 my cottage is. Oh shit! This is like a raft, basically. How much could this have cost? Over ten grand, under ten grand. Oh God! Play the over hard. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, so yeah, over yeah. ten. So it's a. So it's. A, I guess it is a significant boat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can yeah, you no, water ski behind it? You know what? Some pontoons are small little putter around and party boats. They call them. But if you get the right engine and a third pontoon to help it steer, you can fire up water ski all that. So I got one that you can do everything. You can putter around and party. You can ski. It's an all-in-one thing, and yeah, we got a yeah, we got a conversation coming. All right. Well, that, that'll keep us posted on that. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So you're going to be up there from now until the end of August, basically. Well, no, I'll be back in DC in July, and then I'll probably be back up after I get the boys off to college in August. I'll be back up like through the fall, a little okay. bit of fall, right. late late summer fall. How's the Wi-Fi? How's the satellite? So you can watch all the sports because we have this yeah. gloriously delayed late spring into summer schedule where we're going to have NBA yeah. deep into July. Yeah. Same thing for hockey. If you're into that. 
Yeah, no, I'm watching it's on every night. Unfortunately, I'm down to one television up here, which is kind of brutal, but I'm I'm doing okay. It's uh buy more TVs, <laughs> you're buying everything else. Nah. Yeah, that's true. No, we could have saved that for yeah. Dude, but build build, uh, a, build a five hour energy dome at your cottage in Maine. Three TVs in Maine and see what your wife says when she walks in on that. You know what? That's exactly the analogy that I used when I was talking is, is you ever buy a big TV and then you bring it home and go, Oh crap. It, it's too big for the room. Yes, because that is possible. If you don't have enough yeah. distance between you right. and the screen, it's 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 overwhelming. It's too much. Yeah, that's what happened with the boat. I brought it <laughs> home, went to put it up, and I'm like, "Holy shit! I need a bigger dock. I need a bigger it's, dock. It's too, it's too big. Well, it's just like the big TV. So, like, yeah. unlike Roy Scheider's line in Jaws, we're going to need a bigger boat. You don't need, need a bigger, a bigger boat. You need a bigger dock is what you need. Right. Okay. That's what I texted my dad. We need a bigger dock. <laughs> All right. We got stuff to catch up on. I want to get your thoughts on the baseball season so far, the Nats, uh, as well as this sticky controversy, stick'em controversy in baseball right now. Uh, but before we get to that, your girl Kelly in Vegas got Ooh. a dagger. She did. In her situation with ESPN. Now, for those that don't know, Kelly in Vegas has been a handicapper on the web, a female. Yes, her real name is Kelly, and she's, yes, attractive. And yes, she got into it way back when, when she won some bikini contest. But you and others have told me that she's pretty sharp at what she does. And you had actually communicated with her a couple of times. I unsuccessfully tried to reach out to get her on the podcast. I guess I'm not big enough for her. She ends up getting enough clout, enough followers that ESPN, which has now more gambling operations in their whole suite and repertoire programming, and a studio in Vegas decided to hire her for a daily show. And so she had finally made it and then... Boom, somebody found old deleted tweets of her dropping the three-letter F-bomb. I won't repeat here. That is a homosexual slur. And it was boom, done, and out. Yeah. And by the way, yeah, we I almost had her at, at that first Save Vegas. And at the last second, she went to uh, – and when I say had, I almost had her come to your, your event. Okay. And at the last second, she went to an NCAA game and, and flew out. But um, that was a long time ago. You know what? I will say this. She is very, very, very good. Like so many, I can't say that the fame hasn't tilted her quite a bit. Very similar to what you and I do on fantasy, on football five ways in the fall. Now she she's a good gambler, but now she's doing freaking national shows on Tuesday mornings, making picks, and it's like you can't gamble on Tuesday morning for next Sunday. No. So she her quality of her product has gone way down as her popularity has gone way huh. up. But we know that's not her fault. That's the nature of the business. So when she got fired uh, from ESPN, and I was reading the comments about it, I saw yeah. people mentioning that she's not even a quote minus EV handicapper and i'm thinking what does that even mean do you know what minus ev refers to i do not okay i'm thinking uh she's not even a equal value handicapper meaning you do just as well flipping a coin kind of thing when you know it's that same old thing of um i'd be fair because i do this right so uh let's call it professional whatever um she is good 
with the increase of time doing this show on Tuesday and this show on Wednesday and give us your lock on Tuesday. Right. Her quality has gone down. And it's 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 kind of the nature of the beast when you make people do that. Well, no can't she can't can she can't she say, look, here are my Tuesday picks and then I'm going to give you my best picks on well, Saturday before NFL Sunday. And you should track those as my officials because that's how real people gamble. Well, that's fine. But if you're a watcher of the Tuesday show. You don't want to hear what you did later. The bottom line is people watch the Tuesday, Wednesday show and go, hey, you know, you didn't do so well. Kind of like what you and I do. You know, we do good on Thursday. We do great on Sunday. Yeah, It's just it's kind of the nature. But, the you know, she's she is. Look, if you have kids in the 20s like I do, I think, God, I, think I have four of them. Um, <laughs> Keep a laminated card so you can remember. Yeah, they they don't. It's a different game. There is, I've argued over this with my kids forever. When What I try to tell them, and this is exactly the, the, the whole problem. Granted, we didn't have tweets and stuff, but what people do now is they apply today's rules to 10 years ago's situations. And I always tell my kids, don't use today in judging 20 years ago. It was different words that were used. It was different oh, right. processes that right. were used. And you can't take today's and say, I always equate it to, hey, the speed limit used to be 70 or the speed limit used to be 55. If you go 70, it doesn't matter what it used to be. It matters today. You can't give tickets in hindsight. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. We, that. Today on the golf course, we talked about shows like All in the Family. And about whether they could oh, get God. made today, and we laughed yeah. and said, "No, of course not." No and then, and then the discussion arose as to whether or not it was mostly lighthearted racism or straight up racism that was abhorrent. We just didn't know it at the time. And I, at that point, started walking to my ball in the rough because I didn't want to engage in that conversation. <laughs> but yeah. certainly, no it way. was a different day and age. And the bottom line is, what kids will tell you today, and when I say kids, I'm talking like. In the 20s, 20s yes. Um, they will look at me and say, Dad, there's no excuse ever at any point in history. And you're like, no I excuse. There's always excuses. No, but they think that if you said a wrong word or a wrong, you know, Governor of Virginia or anything, if you did certain things, it doesn't matter if it was last year or 30 years ago, it's wrong and it was always wrong. And I just look at them and go, you didn't live then. You don't know that. But yeah. that's where you and me can remember a different time, but there are people who go, there's no excuse ever. And you know, there were words you and I threw around in seventh grade. We didn't know at the time was a problem and you just can't, you can't go back and, 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 and police it decades later. And, you know, I just, I feel for her, but it's, you know, she did stuff, you know, 12 years ago. Yeah. That's the thing. Like what my buddies uh, in high school, we would call each other one of two names of absolute sort of friendly uh, affection, either Mofatu, which was a Chinese word for layabout, which we learned from my best friend Andy Lee's Chinese housekeeper, who would mutter Mofatu around us, like us kids, us teenagers, because we'd come in from his pool after horsing around. And one day I'm like, what does Mofatu mean? And she and he says it means layabout or bum. Yeah. So I'd be like, what's up, Mofatu? The other term we'd use for each other is homo. Now, yes. homo was just like, hey, homo, what you doing? It wasn't 
in any way uh, a pejorative thing. And by the way, homo is Latin. That means man or human. Homo sapien, homosexual, etc., etc. But in today's cancel culture, that kind of stuff can be can be lethal if you're a public-facing person who is working for a big company like ESPN that is extremely woke. It was going to be fatal for Kelly in Vegas, so that's a tough break. Now, I don't think it's all bad for her career, per se. I think she's going to sit out a bit of a penalty. I think there's plenty of other outlets that would like to employ her. If she's a good handicapper, that's good. She has the benefit, let's not kid ourselves, Mr. X, of being an attractive woman. That's not bad either. Well, look, she's going to, yeah, she probably can will be just fine. She's going to follow my pattern, fewer clients, less money. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Jerry Maguire, yes. I fewer clients, clients, less money, less more money. personal attention. And everyone's happy. That's yeah. the plan. Right, and, and everyone looks at that plan and laughs their ass off like, yeah, that's no way to make money. More, more, well, more. You know, this, that makes me think about one of the big things in the last decade in my house is what the boys and I call the athlete's apology. I can't think of who it was. I was listening to you talking on one of pod recently, one of those real BS apologies from it's probably Durant or somebody. I don't even know who they're all the same. LeBron. But first, first of all, you yeah, might've been LeBron. First of all, it's always read from the agent, yeah. but it always goes something like this. You know, when they say or do something completely wrong, they say, if, if my words offended anybody, then I'm sorry. Yes. Really? Really? Not yes. I did something wrong. If right. my words offended people, I'm sorry. It puts that it back on you. Biggest... Like, hey, oh, you yeah, were right. offended by this. Well, that's yeah. a you problem. But if, if so, you feel that way, oh, sorry. Yeah, so what happens in my house, we call it oh, athlete apology. Like It's like, hey, uh, what's up with uh, class? It's like, if my failure to turn in my English paper on time offended anybody, then I'm sorry. Like, really? <laughs> they use that one all the time. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreenquiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to cancerscreenquiz.com now. Cancerscreenquiz.com. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with mybookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, 
fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. So you talk to your sons a lot, and I know they love the NBA. They're right in that demographic. They're big basketball fans. I wonder if they know just how distraught the Milwaukee fan base is over the Bucks' wow. disastrous first two games against the New Jersey Nets minus James Harden. Minus Harden, and they can't stay in a game. It's crazy. I don't know. But by the way, uh, one other thing, X2, my second son, it's been a year. He has. I heard you talking recently about the whole fan issue, you know, Westbrook, et cetera, popcorn. Yeah, yeah. He has had the solution for a year that they need to adopt. A, to keep fans in line? Yes. What is it's it? It's easy. Every NBA player is allowed to go punch one fan per year. That's all. <laughs> it's serious. You think about it. It'll work. I mean, they can't brawl. They can't go. One time, one popcorn, one punch, and everybody will fall in line. But What's once, wrong? okay, that, that's a great plan. And by the way, I'd love to have announcers like Kevin Harlan track, you know, Durant hasn't punched a fan yet. This could be the night. Everybody stay tuned. He's but, been saving it. Right, he's been saving it. But once Drunken Idiot 1 takes the first punch from a player, then it's open season on that player because he's out of punches. That's fine, but we already have open season, and they don't get any punches. So. I, <laughs> give them one punch. By the give way, I, I think there's quite a few NBA players that would punch like a little girl. That would not maybe punch pretty, very I well. Don't, maybe Bertons on the Wizards, but the rest of them might be afraid yeah, of. I don't. D- does Kevin Durant look like he could land a punch that would actually hurt you with those super long, weirdo, gangly arms? I mean, he's a yeah. great basketball player. He's got the weirdest body I've ever fucking seen in my life. You're right, though. It's like hockey. They'd have somebody on the bench to go do Duran's punch. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, shit. There's guys on the bench who could fucking knock your lights out. <laughs> but yeah. but I'd want to get it from the guy himself. So the thing about uh, the Bucks and Giannis, who had a monster statistical game in game one, didn't matter, and a much more modest statistical game in game two, is that not only is he a bit too nice – which I love him as a human being. He's a beautiful, beautiful person. But he yep. needs to vibrate with a bit more of an edge, like an American-born NBA star. But the other problem is, Mr. X, you can't build a team around a big man who can't shoot in today's NBA. And it's not that he can't shoot at all. He's starting to learn to shoot threes, but he's not a genuine threat, and they love it when Giannis takes threes. This is not the model of the current NBA. Sorry. That's valid. It's a shooter's game. I mean, you know, there, there's no question that I, I I don't even recognize this game anymore. I mean, it's it's just it's all about shooting. Crazy, yeah. And yeah, but the I, other he, thing is the other thing is they paid max dollars to Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, who are nice players. Yeah. They're not quite max players, but because Milwaukee's like, wow, okay. We like them so much, and they're here, and they're willing to sign the deal to stay here in this market, which is not exactly a glamour market. Yay! Aren't we great? Here's our big three, and their big three is getting crushed right now. You've got it right. It's the 2 a.m. in the bar rule. And, and, and teams will take and offer deals to who they have 
even if they're no good. It's like the Wizards with Bertans. Yeah. You know, they offer this guy. Now, granted, when seventeen million dollars for this guy, I guarantee I could post him up, and he's got eight <laughs> inches on me. He's so soft, and he's got a weird looking head on a weird looking yes. body as well. But what they do is they out. say, "We have this money. Who we can have we to spend, spend it?" Right, exactly. And then they overspend, and then they're locked, and and they've screwed up. And the uh, to some degree, uh, they're much better players than Berton. But to some degree, you're right. The Bucks have done that. They look around and say, you know, they're like my wife at the mall. I've got this money. What do I do? With it? <laughs> it's got to be spent. Spend it or lose it. it. Like a federal yeah. budget line item. If you're an agency, you better spend it, or you're going to lose it next year. So, who do you think would be the best NBA Finals? I'm sure the NBA is rooting or the league is rooting for Nets versus Clippers, right? Clippers, maybe. Boy, I do like watching the Suns and Chris Paul, underrated player. Um, How about Devin my Booker? Whole house is, my whole house's favorite player is Jokic. Um, the boys, we love to say, that guy um, looks what? like he's playing in flip-flops. Right. <laughs> but he gets it done. Well, that's because he, he thunders and clomps down the court. Yeah. And he can he can post you up, and he can rebound. It's not spectacular. He's not a high flyer. He's got a body shape like an egg, but that yeah. guy can fucking shoot the he lights out. And if, and if we were at the gym and we were matching up, and I had to pick somebody, I'm like, I got him. And he <laughs> yes. killed. But I'd pick him, and I wouldn't know what I was doing. But, you know, this is interesting, though, because the NBA, what are they, they call it a, uh, um, a star league, right? It's all about the biggest, biggest names. And look at the Nets. The biggest, biggest names in New York City, they couldn't sell playoff tickets. Is that true? That. Well, when they went, playoff tickets went on sale. The, the story was the Knicks sold out in 15 minutes. The Nets were offering buy one, get one free. Are you kidding playoff me? Games. And it's not just that it's the New York team. Plus, you got Harden. Kyrie, Durant, and you're going buy one, get one. It's Bogo. a star league. Bogo, that is unbelievable. I I couldn't tell because every arena, every state has different COVID rules, so I had no idea exactly what capacity. I had no idea if you had to prove vaccination to get a ticket. But if you tell me the Knicks sold out in 15 minutes, which makes sense, and the Nets were going Bogo, that doesn't shock me, but, man, that is sad. We all know the Knicks fans are, you know, are, are true, you know, been around for decades, and the Nets came from, I mean, from Jersey, blah blah blah. But it's a star league, and they got three of the top five or six. It's a players. star league. The they're in Brooklyn, which is a sexy part of the city nowadays, yeah. and they've got a brand new arena, and I think they got a pretty cool color combination and logo scheme. Still can't get it done. It just proves they're the B side of the record of the hit record in New York, which is the Knicks, just like the Clippers are the B side. To the Lakers, I don't know if they're. When we pay the contracts of those guys, and we can't sell playoff tickets, and we got the best record, that's that's brutal. It's got to be daunting. So that's probably what the league wants. I think the league would definitely shudder at a Utah Milwaukee finals. I think the Milwaukee part is now taken care of. Uh, Utah could still potentially make it. Obviously, they're very good. I don't know what they're doing tonight. I just got back from a long drive home from a great round of golf, but. yeah, so there you go on the NBA. Let's move on, shall we? I want to talk about this uh, baseball stick'em controversy with pitchers. Apparently now they're going to start enforcing the rule, which Trevor Bauer said, look, if you got a rule that you never enforce, you don't really have a rule. He then went out 
after they were starting to check more seriously about this little stickum that the pitchers have been cooking up, this proprietary sort of gummy stuff uh, to get a better grip on the ball and increase their spin rates. He goes out and he has a terrible outing in which his spin rates are all off because they now track this shit and he gets lit up. Was that Bauer's way of saying, okay, I'm proving a point here. Are you going to start checking it on other guys? Because he claims his 2018 season, prior to this thing becoming a huge deal, was really, really good. Well, Zay, they're checking now. And I don't know if you saw this part, but what they're doing, which was actually pretty smart. Wait a minute. For MLB, I'll call it genius. It was really okay. smart. They're checking pitchers when they leave the mound at the end of each inning. Because that way they say they're not delaying the game. There's no, like, go out to the mound and check. And make it a big to-do, yeah. The ops are checking them. And so because we're not seeing that on TV, you don't know they're doing it. But they're checking them at the end of innings now. What are they checking? Their glove? Their hat? Inside their belt? Because there's a lot of places you could put a little schmear of sticky stuff. The old Necro... um, uh, what's his name? Negro with the uh, file in his back pocket. <laughs> That's one of the all-time classics. <laughs> they come out to search him. He pulls out his pockets, and a a nail file flies out. Like, whoa! What was that? <laughs> like a kid with a bag of marijuana. That's so, not mine, officer. So here's the real question: Because look, rosin bags exist to help get a better grip on the ball when it's hot and sweaty. You're allowed to blow on your hands when it's cold to get a better yeah. grip on the ball. At what point is it too much grip? At what point is a substance illegal according to the rules of baseball? That you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna claim I'm not getting this because in the past it will always had to do with scuffing a ball to get a little better of a grip on it. Well, and also I think movement. I think they would they would put their one of their fingers on the scuff mark, and then the ball would come out of there doing something completely electric. Correct. Now, it's also no uh, – look, is this a coincidence? Um, A.J. Cole, who's um, – what's his name? Garrett Cole. Sorry, yes. God. What's his name on the Yanks? Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. Who's lights out. Yeah. Um, the first game after this new rule of checking, he gets lit up. Yeah. Uh, and he's the one who Bauer was thrown under the bus with this uh, – his spin rate went so high in the last two years. And, and, you know, Bauer's classic, though. I love it. I mean, he's the first guy – Usually it's like, hey, don't throw the other guys under the bus. He threw himself under the bus, you know, and said, hey, if nobody cares about spin rate, watch mine. Okay. Right. Well, in a way, in a way, he did what Bonds did with yeah. steroids. Bonds sat there and watched McGuire and Sosa be the talk of baseball in the summer of 99. Yeah. Bonds knew he was a better ball player than both those guys probably combined. And so sure. that's when he went to uh, Dr. Zhivago or whatever the guy, Dr. Uh, uh, the, 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 the steroid guy with the cream and the clear. And he yeah. said, okay, Dr. Frankenstein, do me up. And so yeah. he got him on the cream and the clear, worked out like a maniac, showed up at spring training and people were agog. And then he went fucking Godzilla on the league yeah. and yeah. said, see, see, see what a really good ball player could do if, you're going to not check on this shit. I think Bauer did a similar thing in a less protracted way. That's an, that's a very um, that's a very fair analogy. It's, you know, hey, I didn't create this problem, but. But watch wow, this. Use it. Yeah. 
if you let me dap up with this goo, I saw the cover of SI, which I guess still exists in some shape or form, mostly digitally, but I saw a digital cover that said, it had the ball dripping and gooping. It said, you know, stick them as the new steroids. Is that yeah. going a bit far? I think it is. I think this is something that does not animate the average fan. I don't know well, if they really get it or care. Yeah, it's that's true. I mean, you know what? It's like, hey, nobody cared when they had steroids. Just just hit. You know, nobody cared. Right. It's like, you know, I mean, I, I guess some did when the record started to fall, when Brady Anderson became whatever. And by the way, since you're a Milwaukee guy, has the rumor started yet in Milwaukee with Yelich? What's the rumor? Well, the guy is on a heck of a decline. Yes, he is. My my inside sources say uh, he's off the stuff. Oh, for God's sake. He's had back injuries. Okay. I don't think he's on the stuff. They they like when he was a lot of guys think he's Brady Anderson 2.0. Well, listen. If that happens on the heels of the Ryan Braun debacle, yeah, it's really, really bad. Because yeah. Milwaukee thought, we've got this great star in Ryan Braun, and we love him, and he's the kid next door. And the next thing you know, he gets caught, and he goes and he throws the piss collector under the bus, yeah. which did not sit well with anybody up there. And it was ugly. And, you know, he really suffered after that. I mean, he still had some decent productive years once he was all said and done. If it happens with Yelich again, holy shit, I don't even want to think about it. Now, I tend to not believe it because he has had back problems. His entire COVID season last summer was all janky. He was never in a rhythm. But prior to that, he was great. And I, I saw videos saying part of the reason he's so great is that he has the ability to keep his barrel in the strike zone longer through impact than almost any other player in the bigs. That's what wow. they say. Okay. Could be could be more than skinless chicken and high reps, though. Okay. He does actually have to – keeping the barrel is great. He does actually have to start hitting the ball, too. But Right, exactly. So um, what do you think about the Nats at this point as they are Ooh. now just floating along eight or nine games under – and at some point, they're going to have to think about, do we trade Max Scherzer, who we are likely not to re-sign in free agency at the end of the year? Well, I, I hate – if I told you um, – if you look back at my write-up in March, I hate to sound arrogant, but this is what I said. The Nats were one of my top picks to go under. And my whole premise was, this looks very much like a weak-hitting, less-than-500 club with one star pitcher and one hurt pitcher and max is 38. I said, the worst thing for the nationals would be a hot start and kind of a smoke and mirrors work good. And anything short of that max is traded. If you're a playoff contender, you know, the playoffs are all about your one, two punch, you know, your rotation. How does a playoff team not drool over max Scherzer and how did the nationals allow Scherzer to, I mean, if this franchise continues to make mistakes, let Harper go, let Redone go, how do they not go, you know, it's time to actually retool. They have one of the bottom four farm systems. I said, the reason I took the Nationals under was, this is the classic when you pick season totals under. I like them under. As soon as they trade Scherzer and probably Corbin, the bottom falls out. That's when you make an under play and, you know, roll up to the window for a max 
And I think that's what's going to happen. If Corbin can write himself at all, everybody wants to. That's a contract they want to get rid of. There's no way the Nationals can allow Max Scherzer to depart like Rendon and Harper. And I can imagine that. I mean, they just you can't do that. He's 38. You have to retool your farm system. And I'm surprised if it doesn't happen by July 1. The best thing that could happen for that franchise is a really bad start where it's easy decision. But the Harper year was like, oh, maybe we'll make the playoffs. Maybe we should keep him. And they screwed it up. Um, you know, the, the bad part is because the NL East has been so average, they can stink and still be in the hunt. If, if um, the Mets were running away with it, I think it would be very easy for them to unload Max and retool. Bottom line is this was one of the best bets of the year. Nationals to go under 84 and a half. Ooh, yeah. that easy. <laughs> well, let's not count our chickens yet, but it's looking so far so good. How about your other best plays? How are they looking so far? Uh, well, let's put it this way. I'd love to press them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be good, I hope. Um, yeah, the last show we did early March, you said let's go over them after the season. I won't waste to go through them, but I, I did 10. But the top three, as you and I always like to do, where I say, here's the best three. My number one of the year was the Royals to go over 72. It's not home, but I said they're a 500 club and they look like a 500 club. They were so hot early. Everyone was excited. They've cooled, but they still got a shot to play 500. So I like that. I, my number two was your Brewers to go over 82 and a half. I and thought they were. They're tracking. That division. They're, they're tracking. tracking yes, right. So I like that. Um, the third one was the Rockies to suck more than suck, and they will. So I got a shot at three and zero on the top ones. Yeah. Um, so and, I, uh, I think I'm going to go eight and two, maybe seven and three. Yeah, hopefully that's good enough for everybody. You should have got in <laughs> on the Mister X season totals. Uh, the Yankees being a debacle are is one of the big stories of the year. Any thoughts on that? It is really hard. It's, 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 I don't recognize the Yankees anymore. I'm so used. I used to every year say, gee, I kind of lean under on the Yankees, but I would never play them because you never knew what they were going to go out and acquire. They just won't do that anymore. They won't take on the payroll. They won't be the Yankees of the past, which is we'll take all your overpriced salaries and bring them to New York. They're just not willing to go over the um, cap. It, it's it's hard to picture um, what they're doing. I'm so used to them starting at 200 million and ending at 300, and they're just not doing it. I, yeah. I don't know. By debacle, By the way, I, they are they are slightly above 500. They're 31 and 29, yeah. but they're six and but a half the games. Team that should have won 100 going away. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're they're yeah. six and a half games behind the Rays in fourth place right now in the AL East, and that is definitely not where. Uh, Big Stein, if he were alive today, would be happy they're sitting. Zabe, here's one of my uh, favorites to digress. Um, my One of my favorite props of the year. And, and keep in mind, when you do props, you're, you're throwing darts looking for a big home run, which we've been able to hit lately. But my guys took – we took um, MVP at 35-1. to 1, I took Otani. And he's got a shot. Unfortunately, the Angels are stinking – but the guy is it's ridiculous what he's able to do. He's gonna be he's in the home run race, he's in the stolen base, he's up there, and by the way, he's pitching well. <laughs> how do you how do you not call that guy an MVP? When his numbers compete with hitters, 
And by the way, he's damn good on the hill. I know. It's one of the coolest things in a long time in baseball, a guy who is really sick at both pitching and hitting at the highest level of baseball, something we haven't seen in 100-plus years. Anything else before we're done tonight? Uh, Anything else that has accumulated over the the long hiatus for you on this program? (laughs) Well, uh, let's see. For baseball, I'm going to say what I find interesting is Everything you talked on this last show, everything is about this new era of don't let him get to second base. Yep. Right? Don't let him get to second base. And in playoffs and big games and late innings, they always go into no doubles defense and play deep. So what I'm trying to figure out is with this new theory, why aren't they doing that the whole time? <laughs> I don't know. If, if in the eighth inning you play no doubles and yet this whole new um, analytics is don't get them to second, why do you wait till the eighth? I'm not following that. But hey, hey. what do I know? Uh, logic sometimes escapes people. Hey, Zabe, I want to ask you a question before you let me go. Yes, sir. I want you to give me and your listeners some insight. How do you, you always encourage emails. Okay. Every time I'm on your show, I get two emails that say, now I won't get them tomorrow, but I get two emails that say, oh my God, that was the best podcast ever. I love the gambling stories, blah, blah, blah. And you get two that go, oh God, please never again. You suck. (laughs) What? How? I mean, this is like the squeaky wheel thing. How do you decide what works and doesn't work? I feel like Stephen A. Smith, you know, love him or hate him. Oh, God, I did. I, I hope I didn't just compare to him. That's terrible. <laughs> but the point still is, I guess love and hate beats no response. How do you filter through that? I don't, I don't know. I, I try things with guys, and I have good days, bad days like everybody else. So I have to try to judge, hey, was this particular guest on the podcast – bad today or did i not lead him into any good topics was i not sharp but listen you're part of the rotation i don't want you to feel like you were a forgotten man i just figured and we've been adding some more people in the mix here in different types of shows i was like i'm gonna give x a bit of an extended break besides we're gonna run the wheels off you come football season and we're always gonna have you for baseball so yeah, it, it'll all come around, but it's good to have you back on the Thanks. rotation now. And and trust me, I always forward the good emails to my guests, like you and everyone else. And the particularly harsh ones, I just throw those away. Because I don't really? need you guys to see those. Ouch. They send them directly to me, man. <laughs> I get both. <laughs> I, well, just thought of the name, I just thought of the name from my boat. The three most common words said in oh, my house. Oh, yeah. Name the boat. Name the boat, people. I think I just thought of it. You know what the three most common words said in my house are? No. Don't tell mom. Don't, Don't tell, tell mom. mom. That's a good one. <laughs> Don't tell mom. I like that. But I'll uh, take how about, suggestions. It's probably too long for a boat name, but I like yeah. when it's over, it's over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about your favorite phrase? Winning is nice. Getting yeah. paid even nicer. Most boat names need a cute two or three words. 
Yeah, uh, the old um, bet what you can afford to win. That might not fit on there either. I don't know. Yeah, it might not afford. might not work either, so we shall see. All right, Mr. X, good luck with the boat, okay? Send us a picture. Please appreciate that, and uh, we will check in from Maine as developments warrant this summer. Sounds good. Good there to catch go. up. To All right, there you go. Legendary Mr. X. Whew, covered a lot of ground there. We'll end on this today. Washington State residents can now get a free joint with a COVID shot. Great lead in the New York Post. Puff, puff, jab. Although technically wouldn't it be jab, puff, puff? Washington State residents of legal age can get a free joint at a licensed marijuana store if they receive an on-site coronavirus vaccine, officials said Monday. The Joints for Jabs program was approved by the State Liquor and Cannabis Board as a way to entice residents to get vaccinated. The initiative applies to anyone over 21 in exchange for getting a shot at an on-site clinic. Licensed adult-use weed shops will dish out a free pre-roll joint. Washington State has already implemented other initiatives aimed at incentivizing its population to get the jab. Breweries, wineries, and restaurants can offer free drinks in exchange for proof of vaccination. Free sports tickets and free prize money up to a million dollars are also being offered. Well, good for them. Did you ever think you'd live long enough to see a state government offer a drug that they used to put people in jail for having? in exchange for a vaccine for a virus that is now back down to background levels at best and is only really deadly to those right around the average age of death to begin with in this country, which is about 80 years old. Did you ever think you'd see the day? Well, if you woke up today and opened your eyes, guess what? You've seen the day. That's real. That's happening. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate your ears and your downloads. Spread the word about the ZabeCast and keep Zabe Nation growing. We like to keep it real here. Good, real, energizing, funny talk and listening for your headphone pleasure, for lack of a better phrase. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.
More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. Dot com.